From Grain to Glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. And this is the best beer show on the internet, according Absol- to our mothers. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, well, sorry we've been off and we've been... November was a bad month for us guys. I I apologize. I blame uh, you entirely. It it really is my fault. I've been having a crazy work schedule. We had the we had we had two programmers quit. Yep. Or well, leave the company okay. in in one form or another. So my workload doubled. And then I was at a conference last week and so I would I'm totally off of my game. So we'll I things might Get back to normal here eventually, well, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Because fingers crossed. My job, they're starting to. They want me to work eleven-hour days. That's it, it's insane. It's insane. But <laughs> uh, we we will uh, continue to bring you guys best beer radio that we can uh, in a frequent manner. Yes. Uh, December, we'll try to get every week. Um, it's it's entirely possible. Holidays are always rough, guys, and so I'm going to apologize in advance for the shows that we're going to miss. It's just like the last later. six weeks of the year are just—they're terrible. They're hectic. It's it's hard to it's hard to get everybody together. It's hard to actually just do anything those weeks. Yeah, I mean between work and family and trying to be in three places at once. Yeah, it's I don't know, but. That's not why we're here. That's enough of our boo-hoo-hoo. Let's talk about something important. Let's talk about beer. All right, Miles, what beer-related things have you been up to the past couple of weeks? Uh, no, nothing, unfortunately. Nothing? No. Oh, man. No, like I said, uh, work has been... Uh, I work as a temp. or I work through a temp agency uh-huh. at a wood shop, and they want to make me a core employee. And for the time being, they're giving me core employee hours. Oh, cool. So last week I had a little over 10 hours of overtime. And then, uh, yeah, some some dramatic stuff happened in my home life as well. Okay. Just kind of, life got interrupted. Yeah, stuff happens, stuff yeah. happens. Yep. I uh, drank a, a lot. lot of beer. Well, okay. <laughs> it was research. Every beer I drank is research. That is what I'm telling myself so I don't feel so bad. No, uh, I, I spent the past week in Florida, and I tried a bunch of different Florida breweries. Uh, and as we all know, Cigar City is the best brewery down there. And I had some great beers from them. Um, I had a few other... Uh, uh, I don't, if you check out my Untapped, just go to like just follow Goric eighty nine on Untapped, and you can see a list of all the stuff I tried. Oh no! Uh, or if you follow my twi- my personal Twitter account, all that stuff is on there too. Um, I don't remember a lot of the beer, <laughs> <laughs> That's but what Untapped is for yes, yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, that was fun. That's really all I've been doing. Um, I was talking with Eric today a little bit, and we're trying to set up a brew day in December so we can actually start brewing again. It's yep. been kind of insane, just the. Everything just bad has happened this year. I I'm just saying that once we cross over into this new year, we're actually we'll actually have to start brewing for uh, our right? home brew show. We won't we <laughs> won't have any more excuses. No, we none won't. at all. Uh, but yeah, so that's really all I've been doing beer related is the drinking bit. Uh, so I guess why don't we do a quick overview of what we're going to be talking about, and then I have a listener question we're going to answer, and we'll move on. So what's uh, what's gonna the topic today, Miles? Well, uh, let's see. Since the last time we were on air, it snowed. 
It did. So right as I was leaving for Florida. Oh man. Well, it's still snowing now, so mm-hmm. uh, definitely a nice big welcome into the next season, which then uh, makes me think winter seasonals. All right, winter seasonals; those are yeah. always fun. Um, so I th- so today we're going to be talking about uh, winter beer in general. Okay. Uh, with a bit of a focus on winter winter ales uh, and the whole spicing character. Oh, very cool! Very yeah. cool. That'll be fun. Yep. All right. Uh, well, before we dive uh, into that too far here, uh, a listener emailed in, uh, which all of you guys could do. Uh, just send an email to feedback at blindestudios.com or shoot us a message on Facebook. We get it there, too. Uh, and I try to forward all the emails to Miles, and so we both take a look at them, and we will respond. Uh, but we'll also try to uh, respond on the air as well. Uh, we, we received two emails this week. Uh, and we're going to talk about one this week, and then one is actually going to take a little bit more research, and so we'll do that one in a future show, maybe next week or the week after. Ideally next week. Ideally next week. Ideally next week, yeah. All right, Uh, so yeah, this one comes in from uh, Daniel, and he essentially wants to know... He's he's doing a specialty grain recipe that he create. It's the first recipe that he's created, so it's his first non-kit. He's doing... uh, extract with specialty grains and he wants to know if he want if he needs to sparge or not he's not sure uh when to know if he needs to sparge all right do you, do you want to take this or shall i um you know i'll start us off and then you can take it home all right so the the first thing you need to know is wh- unless you're doing like a partial mash you you're not really sparging those grains sparging is when you're trying to get more of like the the it, conversion stuff. It's an inherent step in mashing, and mashing is not what's happening when you're steeping. Yes. So it, it really is just like a completely separate process. Uh, so what what's taking place with step specialty grains uh, when they steep is you're not actually looking for any conversion from the grain. You're just looking to take out some color, uh, some other stability chemicals, and a little bit of flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, color and flavor mostly color, is yep. is what you're going to get from your specialty grains. Yeah, uh, there is no sparging in, in, in that, but step. but there is a uh, a rinse step you can do. Yeah, to make sure you get all of those uh, sugars and whatnot out of those grains, you can you can rinse. Um, some people do that. I I'll just let it drip until it drips dry, but never ever what miles. Squeeze the bag. That's right. Never squeeze the bag. And why don't we want to squeeze the bag? Tannin extraction. Yes, which we've harped on a few times, I believe, on this show. Every other episode. Yeah, it's that and dryness <laughs> is what we talk about on Home. No, Bound. dryness is virtually every episode. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So yeah, Daniel, um, don't don't worry about doing a like a sparch. Uh, if you if you want to. Uh, rinse it. Uh, use use uh, hot water, but not boiling water. You don't want to go over. Uh, what was it one seventy? Yeah, one seventy. Yeah, you don't want to go over one seventy because then that will what? Extract tannins. Yes. Um. Yeah. You pretty much said yeah. it. Yeah. So you you can do that, uh, and that'll just get you a little bit more uh, liquid extraction. And the one thing you want to. Uh, keep in mind there is you don't want to overdo that either because then you'll just uh, dilute your wort and your uh, your conversions will be off when we get to the hops and the boiling. Yep. Um, 
one of the things I would do for my single single gallon beers, uh, especially when I'm just makeshifting all of the equipment at my dad's house. Uh, if I was going to try and make sure to get the most out of my steeping, I would actually steep in one pot that had an amount of water and then let that drip dry, and I would bring it over to another one, um, keeping track of volumes of water, etc. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I will, I'll, I'll send you an email as well, Daniel, just kind of summarizing everything we talked about. But I hope that answered your question, and if it didn't, just shoot me an email back. All right, uh, and I suppose we should talk about this beer that we're trying, because that will segue nicely into our discussion. Yes. What do we got here? Uh, well, you have the bottle. I know, <laughs> but you're, you're the one who brought it from halfway across the gosh darn Yeah, country. well, and I didn't need to, because it's a beer from Ohio. Okay, well. <laughs> uh, this, this is Fathead's Holly Jolly Christmas Ale. Um, I, I acquired a bunch of uh, Christmas seasonal ales in, while well, I was in Florida. Because I went to this place called World of Beers, which was absolutely delightful, and I we stocked the the hotel fridge, and I had six beers left over, and this was one of them. So I figured I'd bring it back, and it was just serendipitous that this was a Christmas ale show, right? So, Miles, what do you think? Uh you know, I, I'm actually kind of a fan of it. I was a little thrown off for for just a moment until I read that there was honey in it. Oh yeah, yeah, the honey definitely comes through. It it really does, and if you if you're thinking, or, excuse me. If you're assuming it's not there, kind of comes off as really weird. Knowing it is there puts everything back into perspective. Cinnamon, I'm smelling. Yeah, okay. but there, you're probably getting a lot of the pumpkin pie type. Well, cinnamon ginger is definitely coming through. Yeah, um, and then honey in the flavor. So uh, I should probably read the little blurb on the side of the bottle. Might so everybody. as well. All right. Uh, Once upon a frozen evening, way up north, a sweet local honey named Holly inspired our jolly fat man, as only Holly can, <laughs> to create this festive spiced holiday ale. We think you will enjoy this holiday creation with its aromas and flavors of Christmas Day. Sweet malt, ginger, honey, and cinnamon spice. Sip this. By the fire with your significant other, who knows? It may, maybe it will lead to a little inspiration of your own. From our jolly fat man to yours, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yeah. So the biggest takeaway from that is sweet, uh, you know, sweeter malts, ginger, honey, and cinnamon spice. Yeah. And the cinnamon and ginger definitely comes through. And ginger is one of those weird spices to use in a beer because it can be so overpowering so quickly. Yes. So you got to be super careful with it. But when it's done right. It's phenomenal. I agree. I I make my own ginger ale these days, and let, let's just say I'm, I'm on like my fifth or sixth time making it. You can make it wrong in more than one way. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right. Um. Yeah. So this is. I mean, solid Christmas ale. Uh, that has that spice, little warming. Yeah, it's got that. It's very malty. Yeah, which you know, kind of expect in a. I would hope so. Well, I suppose. Why don't we talk about what a Chris, what a holiday winter ale should be? All right. Okay. Well, first off, uh, it's not really a specific style, is it? I think it is. Well, I mean, it's. Uh, I know spice ale is a style. But I don't think holiday is a style. No, I th- I think it's called winter warmer. Mm. There, there is uh, an official style called winter warmer. Um, but it doesn't have like a very specific set of parameters. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's it's very broad, and so unfortunately, some of the stuff we have today is going to be fairly broad. 
Yeah, well, and that's fine. We've had very specific shows in the past. So yeah. Something to broaden it up it could be kind of fun. <clears throat> All right, so what is a winter ale? If you were going to try and sum it up. If I was going to sum up a winter ale using my very limited vocabulary, <laughs> uh, I would because say... Because words are hard. The words are very hard. Um, I would say I'm looking for sweet, like malt sweetness, just very malt forward. Very little bittering. Um, maybe just a hint of spice, not not overpoweringly spicy, uh, and then just an alcohol warmth. I want something that's going to warm my belly. Like I want to, I want to drink it and then feel like I just drank some soup. You know, I want warm yeah. soup belly for my beer. Pretty much. Uh, let's see. I f- I found. I think this is what um, great beer. No beer advocate uh, describes a winter warmer. Big malt presence, both in body and flavor. The color ranges from brownish reds to nearly pitch black. Hot bitterness is generally very low. Uh, spice character, leveled and balanced. And so if you were to ask me, uh, the the highlights of the winter ale are going to be uh, big and malty. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a spice characteristic. No hops. Uh, I mean, at least coming through. Yeah. And... Balance. I think balance is key. Balance is is very important in a beer like this. Yeah. Well, yes and no. I guess when I think balance, I think a good balance between hop and malt. I feel like this is going to be more malt forward than like. So you want it. You want it unbalanced in in the malt aspect. I think. Well, I, I guess in in unless this, unless we're talking different forms of balance here. Well, and we're we're talking uh, balance in this context. And so in this case, it's uh, there's a balance between the spices okay. and the maltiness. So we're talking. So it's like you're assuming it's spiced, you're assuming it's malty. Now make sure those two are balanced. Okay, makes so sense. So you don't want one to overpower. Yeah, the no, other. you definitely don't want an overpowering. Otherwise, it'll fall off into other style categories. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, uh, aromatics. Aromatics, <laughs> um, spice, with just. Uh, just a hint of malt sweetness in when I'm, in in a, I, I want it to smell like Christmas, pretty much. Like I know I know that's a terrible descriptor, but you guys know what I mean. Like ginger snap cookies and just cinnamon, cinnamon. clove. Yeah, you want those spice notes to be there, really come through with just with just a hint of that malt backbone in the aroma. Yep, that's and I I copied everything down here, but it's a lot of just jargon. Um, any combination of aromatics that suggests holiday season is welcome. And that's a very broad interpretation, but legitimately, the style calls for a very broad interpretation. So now now I have a question for you, Miles. Yes. Would you consider a, uh, a like I guess like a chocolate uh, a peppermint chocolate stout a holiday beer? A Christmas a Christmas beer. Because it it fits all the categories. It has the spice note with the mint. Um, mint is a spice, kind of. Uh, it has. Uh, it's. It's not hop forward. It's very malt forward. I mean, and it. It could be an imperial chocolate mint stout to have that alcohol there. I. I think. Um, or am I just reaching? I. Th- I think you're reaching, and I think probably what would make it fall out of category the most would be the malt bill. You think so? I, I think so. I think it would just be a little bit too big, too heavy. You're right. So let's make it a porter 
yeah. chocolate peppermint porter, and then winter warmer. Honestly, you, <laughs> you could probably you could probably actually wait wait. I think the one specific uh, key thing that it says for winter warmer in the BJCP is six percent plus ABV. Imperial Porter. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you're just making stuff up. You could totally make an Imperial Porter. No, you you probably could. If and I can make an Imperial Pilsner, I can make an Imperial Porter. No, uh, I, I was saying you probably could consider that particular beer within this winter warm. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I'm just. I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually done. Yeah. Well, and I, I just this this uh, category just seems so vague and wide that I'm curious what we could stuff in it. Um, the one of the things is there was, is there like a specific SRM range or something we need to be in? There was nothing. There was nothing. Uh, be and and it's primarily because uh, winter warmer has they just refer to quote unquote base beer, uh, and that you can have different base beer styles. Okay. You know, like, you can start with an amber, you can start with a porter, you can even start with a pale ale if you want mm-hmm. to, and then it can end up being a winter warmer afterwards. It could okay. even be a lager if you wanted it to. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. What's the... Do, do you have another question for me? Um, I was just going to say, as far as uh, using spices in a beer, less is more, and yes. experiment. Yes. Because honest uh, and less is more. I you know, bring that one home to you because you'll be so much happier with a beer that didn't quite have enough spice than one, the that, one that has too way much. too much. One is drinkable and one is not. <laughs> yes, that's speaking from experience. Yes. Uh, so I guess we kind of covered it a little bit, but uh, appearance. What would you expect in a quote unquote winter warmer? Um, I. Honestly, I would think, you know, around this amber color, you want darker amber. You you still want to be able to see through it uh, on the darker side, but not, like, porter stout dark. Um, yeah. I want it to be a little bit darker than, you know, an amber. Yep. Uh, so kind of riding that line. I guess uh, a scotch ale would be a good color example. Yeah, pretty or much. Or, like, a wee heavy or something like that. Which, I mean, also good base beer for this style. Yeah, uh, it says generally medium amber to very dark brown, usually clear. Hey, I'm pretty close. I know my beers, guys. And he's just I making have a this beer up. Show. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, so as as far as trying to design a winter warmer at home, I would say start or kind of decide what spices you would want to go in first, and then. With that, kind of choose which base beer uh, would match it best. Well, let's let's break that apart a little bit. Uh, what sure. spices would you recommend? Uh, all right. Well, I take that back. Let's start with a base beer. Okay. Because that's easier to go. We start with a base beer and then figure out what spices would complement that. So let's let's start with uh, Scotch ales. Yeah. Uh, what what spices do you think would complement a Scotch ale? Uh, and I guess. I keep getting ahead of myself. Let's start with a a basic malt bill for a wee heavy. Okay. What would that look like for you? I'm asking you. Oh, you okay? Um, I would start with uh, primarily base malt, obviously. Uh, Some of the heavier caramel crystals. Maybe back it up with some 
Amber Vienna. Yeah. Okay. And I mean that's that's a good base recipe. This is not a wee heavy show, so we'll we'll yeah. dive we'll dive more into these malt bills when we get to these styles. Yeah. Um all right. So with that, I'm you know, a lot of malty characters, a lot of like ca- caramel sweetness, the a little roasty. bit of yeah. Yeah. So what spices do you think would complement that? Well, with with that particular base style in mind, you're you're going to be getting a lot of caramely kind of sweetie sweeter raisiny kind of flavors coming okay. through and so i would choose something a little more prominent like clove myself okay and i, I mean i might go ginger yeah i think uh like a little bit of cinnamon or nutmeg might work with that with yeah. that with that raisin care give yeah. it kind of like a cookie taste almost yeah no, I, I agree. They also just do a very good job of being a well-rounded kind of spice that just matches a, a beer's yeah. profile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, five-gallon batch, how much of those spices would you use? I would start out with just tiny, tiny amounts. Uh, cinnamon, I, I've actually never used cinnamon in a beer, as far as I know. I've never used it in a beer. I've used it in a cider. How much did you use? A stick per bottle was way too much. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine why. But it looked really cool because he had the cinnamon stick in the bottle. It was awesome. Presentation-wise, fantastic. <laughs> Taste-wise, mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and really expensive. <laughs> no, that I believe, too. Uh, as far as um, clove... I've heard that it's you should use like one sixth the amount that you might think you would. I, I hear that for pretty much any spice in beer. I I just heard. Um, no, I mean like one maybe one sixth what you expect, but like use one sixth the amount of clove compared to what you use other stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like if you're thinking like two tablespoons cinnamon, for example. I I really don't know. Um, like a teaspoon of the clove. Where would you add these spices in uh, the process? I would probably add them to boiling. I just think you would get the most out of it. That's uh, think a, so? a lot of time where it gets added into cooking recipes. It gets boiled with the stuff and then. But don't you think later. fermentation would uh, would scrub some of that flavor out? I mean, it might, but where would you add it? Uh, I would go back to my tincture method that I'm, I'm okay. a big proponent of. I would make a, I guess, a spice tea of, like, I would I would blend the spices that I want and get that tea right and then slowly add that at bottling. Sure. Uh, I mean, and then you're doing the same thing. You're boiling it, well, or at least making it hot to kind of dissolve extract. and get the uh, extract the most flavors out mm-hmm. of those spices. And then you just you get the most control there. Yeah. The, the thing I'm worried about if you add in the boil, which... Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's it seems a little uh, uncontrolled to me. I don't have I, I don't know what fermentation is gonna do with with that with those spices. I don't know if it's gonna scrub it out or if it's going to concentrate them somehow. And I don't know what it's gonna do with those flavors. Also, I don't like what if something goes wrong with fermentation where you know I lose temp control for a bit and it goes really warm. And then I have all these yeast characters that maybe I would have spiced it differently with the more yeast character or backed off on something and added something back in. I think planning to fail is just not a good plan at all. Planning? No. Plan- <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but no. I mean, it's... No, I know what you're saying, and it's not It's not uh, a, a bad way to think, but... Um, 
I don't know. That that was just my yeah no my gut I, reaction added to the boil. Like no, and I, I that's that's where I would have started too. Is yeah. right in the boil. Um, just spice scares the hell out of me. I'm not gonna lie because it's so easy to make your beer go wonky. Yeah, no, that spice. that's true. I I guess if you already know how much is the right amount, you know, you know if if it's a tried and true recipe, yeah, go for it. Yeah, and that's I mean that's that's the other problem with the tincture is it's hard to gauge how much you've actually used, and so if you wanted to recreate it. You gotta go tincture again. Yeah, you gotta you, you gotta keep doing that <laughs> stupid process over and over. And you could always underspice during the boil, and then if it's not enough, add more add bottling. Yeah. So I mean that that could be an option as well. At least get you in the ballpark at, during the boil, and then Miles is right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I like the way that sounds. All right, what's next on our list here? Uh, let's see. I was going to cover, you know, a, a, a broad range for the flavors here, but one of the things I wanted to kind of bring up and throw at our listeners uh, is the concept of the warm alcohol presence in a beer. Yeah, we were talking about this the other night. Yes, and it is something I really love and kind of need to have in my winter beers because that's the part that, like, warms you up in the mm-hmm. belly even though you're drinking a cold beverage. Yeah. And I, I tried to find some research that uh, described how you kind of add that into a beer or how you make sure that your beer has this quality. And I couldn't find anything, really. All of, the, all of my search results were basically starting to tell me how to avoid all the bad alcohol flavors, you know, solventy, fusel, mm-hmm. et cetera, and how to avoid those. Well, and it has to be something more than just high ABV because I've had high ABV beers that just have not quite had that that warming factor of something like, uh, I mean, even this Fathead had that warming factor. Yeah. And and it's only 7.5%. So maybe it has something to do with the spice and the alcohol combined. It, it's possible, and I really don't know. Like I said, I couldn't... Yeah, it, Honestly, if if any of you guys know, uh, like, I mean, I'm I'm hoping you guys have all experienced this. If you haven't, uh, go out, uh, find holiday beers. There's a bunch of them out there. Try as many as you can. and uh, See see if you can pick up what we're getting at. Right. Well, and tell us your findings. (laughs) No, uh, but, yeah, if you guys have any idea what, or at least a theory, we would love to just discuss the theories. I think it would be fantastic. I agree. You know, uh, because there's always, I'll find it every once in a while, especially in a bigger, bigger stout, that you can taste the alcohol sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's uh, very unappealing, and sometimes it's almost... Characteristic of the beer, yeah. like it needs to be there, and it's a good thing. Yeah. And well, and in winter warmers, I don't usually taste the alcohol; I feel the alcohol. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, those are those are two different things, mm-hmm. like the the warmth of the alcohol that you feel, and then like the taste of the alcohol, knowing that it's there and it not being bad. Exactly. So, and I couldn't find much on either of those topics. Yeah, it, it's something that I think we needed to need to explore a little more. Uh, because, well, we don't know everything, apparently. Well, that was pretty much a given. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're learning, too. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's what the show is all about. Us. Yeah. We're all learning from each other here. Um, yeah, so I guess, do you have anything else to add on the winter warmer 
bit here? Uh, well, I have an, a note on overall impression here. Okay. A stronger, darker spiced beer that often has a rich body and warming finish, suggesting a good accompaniment for the cold winter season. That's true. Isn't that a nice way to end? Oh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> Where's my crackling fire? Oh, I need one now. <laughs> Not to mention another beer. Right? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I think, I think I got some of this here. Because segues are hard. Right. So, Miles, <laughs> it's Thanksgiving this week, which we all know what happens right after Thanksgiving, right? Four-day weekend. More no, importantly... <laughs> Black it, Friday, I'm assuming. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, it's the holiday shopping season. Yeah. And what better way to get into the spirit than by going to blindestudios.com, clicking on our Amazon affiliate link, heading on over to Amazon, and buying homebrew kits for everybody on your Christmas list. I agree. Isn't that the greatest idea ever? That's brilliant. I think it's fantastic. So, yeah, head on over to blindestudios.com, click on the Amazon link, and then put, like, 10 homebrew kits in your shopping cart, and just hit that order button. Yes. Uh, first of all, you're going to make so many people happy and get them into this awesome hobby, and you're going to kick back a little bit to us. Yeah, every every homebrew kit, or, well, really anything you buy on Amazon <laughs> uh, this holiday season, uh, Amazon will give us a little something back. So you're so helping keep this show on the air and getting some awesome stuff for yourself. So it's win-win for everybody. Pretty much. Uh, if you want to support this show more directly, head on over to patreon.com slash blindnewsstudios, or you can click on the patron link on our homepage at blindnewsstudios.com, and... That way you can set up a recurring donation or even just a one-time donation. And there's some perks and stuff there. And just check it out. Watch the video. It's yeah, it's a great thing, especially if you enjoy listening to this show. Help us keep the lights on, guys. All right. Well, if you have any feedback, questions, comments, or what have you, go ahead and send us an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios. Or you can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Thank you.